The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Don't be afraid to be great. You don't get no better than that, man. He's like wide open receiver across midfield. Still going. Missouri. Amazing. First and nine. This is the Mazad Cast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazzotcast. I'm your host, Brendan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is my longtime brother, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? Well, Colin, I just noticed our, you know, our intro is chock-a-block full of football clips and recording today basically to talk about basketball. Yep, that's true. Uh, the, the happiest I've been to uh, talk about basketball in quite some time. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of mixed emotions, Colin, because obviously we're kind of emer- emerging. Emergency potting because of the late breaking news on Friday that Conzo Martin had been let go from the University of Missouri as their head basketball coach. And we had long been advocating for this, but I mean, look, the story is always that. And and frankly, this has become the only last argument for keeping Conzo Martin. Mm, He seemed like a nice guy. And that just isn't good enough, you know. He he who wasn't winning, and it has been painfully clear that he wasn't going to win. And this was a terrible Kim Anderson like season, and he was let go. But you know, if it's true that mm, he seemed like a nice guy, then I wish him well. You know what I mean? I don't have any ill will towards Conzo. Do you? I mean, no, I don't know this guy personally. Neither do ninety percent of the people telling you that. Mm-hmm. He's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He seems like a nice guy. And, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I have no allegiance to Conzo Martin. I also don't have any vitriol for him. I mean, like, he's a terrible basketball coach. I don't care what other people say. I mean, like, the product on the court, the vast majority of the time was hot fucking garbage. Hot, hot garbage. garbage. That can't be ignored. I don't however nice he is. I, I think part of the reason I have to separate my anger for this whole situation and not direct it at Conzo Martin, because Conzo Martin is not the person I'm mad at. Conzo Martin is 
the head basketball coach whom I do not know and is just doing his job terribly. What makes me mad are all the people telling me that what I'm seeing is not right. Like we had 24 turnovers. Yeah. In our final uh, game against LSU. Night. Yeah. 24 turnovers. And I wish that was like an anomaly. You know I mean, like that has been to me the hallmark of the Conzo Martin era with offense is anemic scoring and huge amounts of turnovers. And they're like, well, you made a tournament two out of four years. I'm like, he does the same thing ever. I mean, yes, he backed into a couple tournaments and lost immediately. And you never, and if you had any brains and you knew anything about basketball, you never had any confidence that we were going to do anything in the tournament because you knew we're only. Like, yeah, once in a while you'll jump up and beat Alabama, but you're only one game away from having a complete and utter fall apart. Complete and utter fall apart every season. There was no part of the Conzo Martin era where I felt confident going into games being like, man, we're a buzzsaw right now. We don't know how to put the ball in the hoop. It's been five years of sort of watching a jalopy run a race and going, when is this thing going to, when the wheel's going to pop off? And I'm just like, at some point you think, well, the first year, sure, we're a jalopy, but I'm sure Conzo will put new tires and drop a new engine in this baby. You know what I mean? Like, we'll uh, we'll take it to the to the back of the shop and we'll get it running. We'll be a hot rod in no time. And it's the same fucking jalopy from the very, <laughs> from the very beginning. I mean, bolts popping out all over the fucking road. You know, if you want to be completely fair to the situation that we've been in for the last 10 years in Mizzou basketball, obviously the Kim Anderson era, the three-year period where we had Kim Anderson, those were the worst years we've ever had. And Conzo did a undeniably better job than Kim Anderson. But the problem I've always had with that is the people that will point this out to you is that this shouldn't be the standard. The worst we've ever been better than that shouldn't be. I mean, look, this was Conzo's worst year. He still won one game more than Kim Anderson ever won in any season that he produced. Kim Anderson was terrible. We can all agree on that. And we can all agree that Conzo's better than Kim Anderson, but we can't agree that being better than Kim Anderson is good enough. And that's kind of the argument that people have had. And, you know, the thing about Conzo is that he's easy to spend depending on what you feel about him. If you like Conzo, you can say, hey, you know, he went to the NCAA tournament two out of four years. First year. Two after, out of five years. Well, I'm calling. I'm making the argument for the people who are lying about Conzo's status, you know. And they, <laughs> they like to so, say, well, you know, if you don't count the con- the COVID year where there wasn't a tournament, I'm like, yeah, well, why would you not count that? He went 15 and 16 that year. If there was no such thing as coronavirus, like Aaron Rodgers thinks, then he wouldn't have made the tournament with 15 and 16 record. You're not getting in. So why are we just not counting that year. He went two out of five years. He still in those five years has the same number of NCAA tournament wins for the University of Missouri as Mew and me, which is zero. You can look at these things one way or another, but the reality is that the year, like last year, we people will say, you know what? He had us in the top 10 in the country and you want to fire him the next year? I'm like, look, that was an aberration. You know it was an aberration. If you don't know it was an aberration, we finished that season losing seven of our last 10 games. And guess what? We got bounced in the first game of the NCAA tournament. If you think that's a top 10 team, you're a fool. You don't know anything about basketball. And we were told that we didn't know anything about basketball when we were upset at the end of that season. Stay in your lane, we were told. Well, guess what? He's not our basketball coach anymore. Is that because we were so off base last year? Or is it because we are actually vindicated? And the people that said it's the fans' fault and the people who said, hmm, he seemed like a nice guy. 
they're all wrong. He's a nice guy, but you know what? There are a lot of people who are nice guys that don't know anything about basketball coaching. And and I don't think that Conzo doesn't know anything about basketball coaching. I just think that the things it takes to be a successful coach have changed dramatically in the last couple of years, including NIL money, including the transfer portal. And I don't think Conzo wants to adapt to that world. I think he just likes coaching guys hard and winning gritty rock fight type of games and that is just not how it works anymore yeah (laughs) and hammering a few checks and here's the thing i don't wish Conzo ill and i don't like seeing people get fired it always kind of you know it feels bad but you have to remember he's getting a six million dollar buyout he's gonna be fine you know and he'll get hired somewhere the basketball community likes Conzo martin we've said he's a terrible coach he has a role in the basketball world i'm sure of it it's just not here and that's fine. It's fine for Mizzou, and it's fine for Conzo well, Martin. Well, as a head coach either, unless he wants to change who he is as a head coach. My, my biggest problem this whole thing from the very beginning is like it hasn't improved. You know, it hasn't improved. It never gets any better. The recruits never get any better. The offense never changes. The defense never changes. And nothing changes. We're always like middling at best. I mean, that is the high watermark for us. Like, oh, we got to the top 10 of the country for 15 seconds one season. It's like, yeah, that's – that's the best in five years. Yeah. It's better I mean, than like, Kim Anderson, but it's not good. Yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, this argument, like, I don't know. I mean, he must be a nice guy. I'll say that. You know what <laughs> I mean, he must be a super nice guy because you see all these people like Ben Fredrickson being like, oh, he's a great guy. I'm proud to call him my friend. Are you Ben? I bet you and him talk on the phone all the time. I bet you're Boone companions like horseshit. You jocks never like <laughs> we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. What are you talking about? You're supposed to be the press. You're supposed to be giving an honest, fair, unbiased assessment of his performance. And instead, you're... You know, be like, oh, Gonzo Martin deserves another year after shitting the bed for five years. He must be a super nice guy. I finally believe it. I mean, I just, mm, I was just really like a nice guy. guy. Yeah, I didn't know him. You know what I mean? Like to engender this sort of loyalty. I mean, just, just having terrible basketball teams and having very little success. I just, he must be a great guy. Well, you mentioned. I couldn't be this bad at my job and keep it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think most of the people listening to the show could be this bad at their job and keep it as Conzo Martin is. And I know what my boss would say if I was doing a terrible job for five years straight, he wouldn't go, I guess I should just give him another year because he's nice. He wouldn't say that one, because I'm not nice, but two, even if I was nice, it wouldn't, he's like, I've got money to make and this guy is not making it. 
And for the university, like we've got basketball games to win. And these guys, this guy isn't winning them. Well, you mentioned on the outset, you know, the final game was in the SEC tournament second round. We beat Ole Miss because Conzo Martin does seem to be Ole Miss's kryptonite for some reason. They uh, accounted for 25% of our wins this year. But uh, the game against LSU, we lost 76 to 68. It seemed like it wasn't even that close because we were down by 20 at points. And you mentioned 24 turnovers, 24 turnovers in a game where the guy's fighting for his career. You know what I mean? Like if there was ever a game where he had, should have his guys up for it, it would be this. And instead, they coughed the ball up almost as many times well, as they've had though, field goals. How does team up? The team plays the same bad brand of basketball every game. That is the his biggest indictment nothing ever changes you, you can't ostensibly see anything different in this team from game to game from week to week from season to season it is the same just fucking eye poison basketball it's been from the beginning you know, we started the season losing to UMKC Roos, much like Kim Anderson, and losing to Liberty, embarrassing ourselves against lesser competition, and sure, then going yes. up against teams that Humiliating. were. Then we went against teams that were ostensibly our rivals and losing by 20 to 40 points against those teams. Embarrassing, humiliating losses. And then the uptick, Colin, the point in the season where people started to really buy in was where we started to get beat by one point, game after game after game, giving up leads late. And that was the improvement. And then after that wasn't working, we decided to go back to losing by 20 points to everybody again. I mean, it was – there was no high water mark in this season. It was all bad, and it all hinged upon the fact that this team had a few good bit players, but there was absolutely no one who could dribble a basketball, and there was no one who could shoot a basketball. And with my meager experience in the basketball world, those seem like two very important components to the game. They can't shoot. They can't hang on to the ball. They can't dribble. It's not a recipe for winning. And the recipe we were given was that it was going to be ugly wins, 55 to 48. And those never materialized. And even when they did, they're not satisfying. We call them empty calorie wins because they're so awful to watch. And God, I don't know who they're going to hire next, Colin. But I certainly hope it's a guy who likes to put 100 fucking points on the board night in and night out. Me too. And I hope some of the staff writers at Rock Nation took away Sam Snelling's belt. Because <laughs> uh, oh, I know this is going to be a hard pill to swallow. If Sorry, you're a- Sam, they can't fire the fans. Yeah, <laughs> they do something. You know what I mean? Yeah, they tried. They tried. The fans <laughs> tried firing themselves. If you ever looked at the crowd, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. The thing about Conzo Martin, I feel like some of the postmortems have already been written because the writing was on the wall here. I mean, there was a discussion of whether he would get canned this year or would he, whether he'd get canned next year. Would he get canned right away? Would he get canned after May 1st when the buyout dropped? That is all moot now. We know that Conzo Martin is not going to be our basketball coach anymore. People may be afraid that we're going to lose guys like Trevor Brazil and Aiden Shaw, who's supposed to be coming in. Maybe we will. I don't know. Nobody knows. But the fact of the matter is it's worth the risk to change horses at this point. Absolutely. Be- I mean, because my thought is, is like you give Shaw – and Brazil to Conzo for four years, they're just going to underachieve for four years. You know what I mean? That's that's what they're going to do. And you can say I'm wrong, but like I've watched Conzo underachieve for five years. I watched Jeremiah Tillman basically develop incredibly slowly into a very undeveloped player, ultimately. I mean, he was a pretty good ball player by senior season, but he should have been a whole lot better. That was one of my first things that really got me starting to worry about Conzo was watching some of our players just lack of development. You know, again, nothing ever changed. And I thought, what's happening? I would have loved to have attended a couple Conzo Martin practices because I just I don't know what was happening in those practices. 
nothing ever seemed to be different. Nothing ever seemed to change. The, the players didn't seem to develop nothing from game to game. It's not that the players didn't develop at all because they did. But you know, when you play that much basketball, it's, you know, you, you, it's hard not to get better just via osmosis. But Trevor Brazil can be a, a really good basketball player, and I'm certain he'll be a better basketball player with a different coach. I guess this is the biggest indictment I can tell of Conzo Martin, really, is this Shaw kid and this Brazil kid, I am confident will be better basketball players for a coaching change. You can't have this discussion, Colin, obviously, without looking forward and saying, well, who is going to be our basketball coach? And you can see on Twitter already, I mean, the second Conzo Martin was announced that he had gotten the axe, the speculation began. I mean, before, really, it had began. But uh, the, the talk is rife now with who is going to be our head coach. And I do think that they will act fast because that's the way you got to do it if you want to secure players for next season. And that's the reason we didn't wait till May. We gave up an additional $3 million so we could act now and not after some of the best coaches had already been bought up in the marketplace. And so do you want to talk about now, Colin, who might be the next Missouri head basketball coach? Sure. Okay, well, the first name I see on the list is uh, Dana Altman out of Oregon. He's uh, he's 709 to 367 in his coaching career. He's been at Marshall, Kansas State, Creighton, and now Oregon. Uh, the thing about Dana Altman, he is an offensive-minded coach, but he's going to be expensive. He comes with a $4 million buyout just to get him away from Oregon. So, you know, this is we didn't know what was going to happen here because this is an athletic department that's running the red. We can't go cheap, I think. I think obviously if you make the decision to cut ties with Consul Martin, you have to commit at this point to spending some money. So I don't know if that buyout's going to be something that's going to be an obstacle or not, but it is a reality if you're interested in him. And then you got Darian DeVries from Drake. He's a younger guy. He's been at Drake for four years. Doesn't have as long of a track record as a guy like Altman, but he's been very successful. The interesting thing about him, too, is he's got a kid who was the Missouri Valley Freshman of the Year that he could tag along to the team. So, you know, anybody who brings an influx of talent immediately, that's uh, that's something in their corner. One of the interesting choices that's come up throughout the season, and I think we've kind of staked out a position on this, is former Mizzou alum Kim English, who's first-year coach out of George Mason. He coached them to a 14-16 and 16 record this year. He signed through 2026 at George Mason, but it will not be hard to bring him away. He's making about $925,000 a year there. Kim English doesn't have much of a track record. And frankly, I have been once bitten, twice bitten, and shy about a true son hire. We've done it before, and it has never worked out well. And everybody likes Kim English. And I think Kim English would definitely take this job. But man, he said one losing season at George Mason. And we're going to hinge all our hopes on that. It just seems like, we, yeah, I think we, we said it before. It's just like, maybe a good coach, but not yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm fall for Kim English after he proves that he can coach. I mean, one season does not make a coach. I don't care if he played for Mizzou or not. I mean, it's just unrealistic. And it honestly is an insult to your program if you think that hiring a guy who's had one year with a losing record at George Mason should be your coach. I'm like, Mizzou deserves better than that. And that's not an insult to Kim English. Kim English just hasn't earned it yet. He's just young. To hire some, yeah, I mean, like, Mizzou deserves better. You know what I mean? They, we honestly deserve better. You know what I mean? Like, in, and better in a few years may very well be Kim English. But right now, how are you going to hire Kim English? I mean, Kim English has had a cup of coffee as a college basketball coach. Now you want to come in and bring him in here and try to rebuild a program? That's not only is it unfair to Mizzou, it's unfair to Kim English. Yeah, I think um, he's. I think he's going to get. Now, listen, I don't want someone. One of the I don't like the Oregon choice because I don't want some fucking high mileage retread. Honestly, I mean, I kind of would like to really try to go younger and discover that next 
coach who might have a little uh, fire. You know, the guy from Drake sounds a lot more desirable at this point to me because I feel like that's what Conzo Martin was, just some fucking, you know, middling retread. And it turned out he's terrible. And I just, I mean, maybe I shouldn't be that way, but I'm just, Conzo's burned me. So I'm just ready for maybe something, a little, you know, a new direction. You know, we had Kim Anderson, who was a longtime veteran coach who'd never done it at this level. And then we got Conzo Martin, who you know had some experience, but boy, nothing on his resume really blew your hair back. But he just had some Division One Power Five experience. I remember when Conzo got hired, we immediately started getting tweets from Tennessee fans being like, have fun, get ready. Yeah. Get ready to gouge your eyes out with a fork. You're about to watch the ugliest basketball that man has ever created. And boy, were they right. <laughs> Hate to give Tennessee fans any credit ever. Yeah, no shit. I just figured they were being bitchy Tennessee fans. But no, they were right. It was it was ugly from start to finish. It was. Well, next on the list I've got here is another Mizzou alum. And I think this would be an interesting situation. Travis Ford at St. Louis University. He's uh, 52. He's been there for a while. He also coached at Eastern Kentucky and UMass at Oklahoma State. The thing about Travis Ford that I think he's inevitably going to be asked is that when he was a player, he was at Mizzou and then transferred to Kentucky. And somebody's going to have to say like, hey, man, so Mizzou's not good enough to play at, but you're happy to coach here. So what gives? And I don't know. He's he's one in seven all time in NCAA tournament games. He's finished one season in the top twenty five. He knows the area well. He knows the St. Louis AAU community. He knows he's a Missouri guy. So from a recruiting standpoint, locally, he has an upside. But I don't know. I, I, you know, I I've seen a guy who can't win at the NCAA tournament. I don't know if I want another one. Well, he may know the area, but he's, he can't he recruit. I mean, I, I said in a former podcast, I mean, that's the, the first question the athletic department should be asking itself when they're hiring a coach is which one of these bachelors can get basketball players? And how can because they keep them? The, well, yeah, can you get them and can you keep them? But because I think ultimately, like with the last two coaches, as much as any failing they had is Kim Anderson and Conzo Martin, either one could recruit to save their fucking ass. That's what it comes down to. I mean, I mean, everybody needs some, a coach that knows X's and O's. But I feel like coaches that can draw up a play on a whiteboard are a dime a dozen. What sets them apart at the college basketball level at this point is can you get the big dogs? Can you get the talent it takes to win in Division One basketball? I mean, Mike Krzyzewski, who just retired as one, as one of the greatest coaches of all time, everybody's like, he's a great coach, he's a great coach. And you know what? He is. But you know what part of the reason he made him a great coach is every year – he had the, one of the top recruiting classes in the nation. You know, you could have blindfolded Mike Krzyzewski for most of the game, and they still would have fucking housed people. They've got to find somebody can 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 get some kids in the program. And you know, Trevor Brazil is a nice. I hope he stays. And the Shaw kid would be a nice a nice addition. And you know, you hire this other coach with a son who's a decent ball player, and hey, you got three ball players all of a sudden. You know, I don't know. I, I don't want to hire a guy because of their kid, but you know what I mean. I just. You gotta find somebody that can get some ball players in this program because ultimately that has been probably Conzo's biggest failing. I mean, so it's just a bunch of fucking Horizon League ball players we've got. You know, you just can't do it at the Power Five with those kind of ball players. They're just not good enough. Speaking of Horizon League, uh, one of the guys in the conversation now is Dennis Gates at Cleveland State, another younger guy. He's 42. He's been at Cleveland State for three years as a 50 and 39 record. I mean, it, to me, it's just like you might as well hire Kim English. He's not that proven. He's one kind of in the horizon league good for him when you hire a guy who is younger he 
is always going to be a risk because he doesn't have the kind of track record that somebody has been there for 20 years does. But at the same time, he could bring life to the program and do all the things like the NIL money that Conzo Martin just wasn't doing. So you hire a guy who's young, you could have a huge upside, but you're also taking a big risk. So like I said, I don't know, you, you want to go the English route or you want to go this guy, Dennis Gates at Cleveland State, either way, you're getting a young guy who really, you don't know what you're getting. I don't know. Gates has got three seasons and he's got a a decent winning record. You know what I mean? Like that's not, I don't put him on the same level as Kim English who has True. one season with a losing record. I mean, to me, he might be the type of person that I'm thinking about. You got to catch him young. You know what I mean? Like he, you're right. He is a risk. He's a little unproven, but he's been pretty good to Cleveland state. And now, you know, Mizzou's his next springboard. If he's that next guy, I mean, I, I you, you want to be the guy that catches the next Brad Stevens, you know, Brad Stevens was the horizon league coach of the year. And like the late two thousands. And, mm-hmm. and he just kept, getting better and better and then he went to two fucking final fours and then he's now he's in the nba you know but he did that with butler yeah you know and that's why i'm i'm sort of like i would love to be able to f- find the brad stevens the role now the, the, the shine has come off like shaka smart right. a little bit but he was that guy too find that guy yeah who's young and enthusiastic and can recruit and i know that guy's out there and so that's the reason the guy from cleveland state makes me think like maybe that's who i'm looking for you know if i'm the athletic department and maybe that's Kim English in a couple of years, but the, the timelines are just not adding up for Mizzou and Kim English. Well, I think so just one year is not enough. The guy I think who fits that bill, and I really is one of the guys at the top of my list, is a guy named Kyle Keller at Stephen F. Austin. He's in his 50s. He's 117 and 54 in six years at Stephen F. Austin. He's making $375,000 a year. He'd be an easy, inexpensive get, and he's done nothing but win in his time there. And, you know, he's been an assistant at Oklahoma State, Kansas, Texas A&M. And he's leading a Stephen F. Austin team that before COVID beat Baylor and Duke and LSU and took his team to the NCAA tournament. And this is Stephen F. fucking Austin we're talking about. If he can do it there, there's every reason to believe he can do it with the resources that Missouri could provide. He's a safe bet, but he also has a high upside. So I like the look of that a lot. Yeah, that's that that gone with uh, Gates at Cleveland State sounds sound what I'm, I'm more looking for. He's also a good comparison of why Conzo Martin should be fired yeah <laughs> that's you know right. what I mean like he you look at what he's doing at Stephen F often and going why can't Conzo Martin pee at drop I like both of those I I don't want to I don't want a high mileage retread I just don't not unless it's somebody like Patino and I know everybody hates that idea who loves to uh, go oh, yeah, we have a, a, a program led with the most integrity and and nice guidance in the world and you want to go down that sleaze bag road? I'm like, yeah, kinda. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of do, but I know that's not going to happen. But unless you're going to give me that level of retread, I don't want Bruce Weber types. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't want that. You know, <laughs> it's just, and really, Mizzou needs to identify who they are. I mean, I think Eli Drinkwitz is a perfect model for them for the basketball. Eli Drinkwitz, Appalachian State, very little of. Uh, previous experience but a little bit of heat some some obvious uh, chops so to speak and i'd yeah. be like find me that guy find me the next brad stevens i mean and maybe brad stevens is a bridge too far but that's who i'm looking for i'm looking for that next young guy who is going to who knows how to win because ultimately that record of stephen s faustin is, is is impressive you know just because unlike kim anderson who won a lot at cmsu cmsu was not playing baylor and duke Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like this guy has got a track record against division power, winning division power five games against big boys. And he's just got an overall really good winning record. So you like this guy knows how to win. So now the question is, can this guy recruit? 
because if he can recruit, he knows how to win and seems like a great choice. Another guy just like this who's young and very successful and is just going to be on every team's radar who's hunting for coaches is Matt McCann at Murray State. We've heard him mention a lot. He's uh, 153 and 66 in seven years at Murray State, and this guy is going to go somewhere. I mean, he is a hot coaching commodity right now. And I think it would be a big win for Mizzou if we could get him in the door as well. He reminds me a lot of Kyle Keller at Stephen F. Austin. Both of those guys are going to be coaching somewhere better than where they are now and soon. And hopefully one of those places is Mizzou. There's a laundry list of other names that are being bandied about, but I don't know how realistic any of them are at this point. I do think, like I said, they're going to act fast. And you know, all the people who said, oh, Desiree Reed Francois is not going to fire Conzo Martin because they're good friends and they work together at Tennessee. They didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. And I don't know if they're operating out of just like sexism because they think she is a female and she's not going to make a tough decision or if they just are going to presume things about their relationship that they absolutely don't know, just like the whole, he seemed like a nice guy attitude. You don't know these people. You don't know what the relationships are. She has given every indication that she is all business, and she continues to say she's wanting to build a championship culture, championship culture, and that's a high bar to set for a team that hasn't even had a winning record consistently to say that we're going to win championships. I think it's exciting, but she's going to have to act aggressively if she wants to live up to the expectations she's building for herself. And so I'm sure she wants to set that tone and that impression as she gets this huge high-profile AD jobs like I'm going to keep a guy because I like him. He's my friend. Yeah, it's ridiculous. To That's assume. how you get that job, Brennan. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like I don't care how much we win. He's my friend. Yeah. What are you talking about, you idiots? Like she's in charge of a multi-million-dollar athletic program. Like I'm sure she's going to be able to set that stuff aside. <laughs> you don't even make decisions that way at the high school level. Why in the lo- <laughs> hell would you do it at the D1 level? You know what I mean? Like to assume that was just based on clear nothingness, and it's obvious now that the decision has been made. And it's like he's a nice guy, and I and I just assume that Reed Francois and him ride a bicycle made for two around campus all week long. You know what I mean? That's what. People seem to presume like, yeah, they got little beanie caps on, little whirly gigs on the top, and they just ride around on a bicycle made for two, waving at everybody. Yeah. Like, well, those two obviously are thick as thieves. There's no <laughs> way she'll fire him. Yeah, it's it, it seems like the craziest, dumbest notions are the ones spouted the most confidently on social media. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just, I mean, you, who can blame them? I mean, how many times have you uh, walked in Missouri Arena where uh, – Conzo Martin's wearing a t-shirt with her face on it and she's wearing a t-shirt with his face on it. Oh, every, every day. Best friends. Yeah, it was silly. The coaching she's, carousel, I mean, it sells a lot of subscriptions for Power Mizzou when we're in this sort of world because people want to hear the information, the inside dope fast. But I don't know. I think it's going to, I think we're going to have a public answer really fast. We got the NCAA tournament coming up soon. And as soon as that sucker is over or even mid tournament, I think Mizzou is going to announce who their next head basketball coach is going to be because you've got to get, you got to keep the guys on your team who can easily transfer immediately. Now you've got to keep them if you want them. And on top of that, you've got to get into those high schools and start recruiting next year's squad. So we can't afford to sit on our hands and make this decision deliberately. You know, everybody said May 6th, I think, was the deadline. It's like, well, you can't fire him on May 6th. I knew there was going to have to be some buyout. There's going to have to be, you know, I mean, you just couldn't do that. I mean, yeah. um, you just set yourself behind the eight ball when you do this. But that was another reason why people were like, well, we're gonna, they're going to keep him for another year because, you know, they can't even get rid of him until May 6th. I'm like, they can get rid of him. 
Yeah. You know, that was another one of those arguments like they just can't. I mean, there's, you, I mean, like it takes too long to go through the court process and take it to the Supreme Court of the United States for them to. You know, it's like, no, it doesn't work like that. Just going to pay him a little more money to take a walk. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> I just, you know, these assumptions like they're best pals or you can't you can't do anything till May 6th. I'm like, mm. and I can't remember what it was next year if the buyout was like three million dollars. So yeah, it was three million dollar salary and then they buy them out next year it still costs them six million dollars so why not just pull the trigger now no I, and i think that's exactly when you know when when smart people sat in a room and looked at all the options that looked like the best option well and i think conzo did us a favor to losing in the way he did to you know, lsu just getting housed having massive amounts of turnovers not playing any real defense they're like all the stuff he says he does he doesn't do i know who conzo wants to be as a coach but he isn't that person and like he must be the just the nicest guy. I hope I hope I honestly get to meet him at some point because I'm just like, man, this guy must be the most gregarious, infectious personality in the world. Because I mean, he's got some really, really, really loyal people to be like, man. Despite the fact that you've been terrible at your job, we love you and hope you get to keep it. Well, if he's not the nicest guy in the world, he'll and you do meet him, he'll punch you in the face <laughs> after the shit you've said. Yeah, that's probably true. But you know what? Hey, Brennan, he seems like a nice guy. He seems like a nice guy. On that note, why don't we uh, take our first break? Because I think we can talk a little football. There's been some rumor mill action going on about the quarterback position at Mizzou, which is hotly contested, obviously, this year. And on top of that, we've got your phone calls because a lot of people had thoughts on this whole Conzo Martin situation. And we'll hit the mailbag. So till then, this is the Mazotcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Have you guys heard of ColorCast? It's a new live audio-only sports platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to the guys at the Mazodcast. You can talk to other Mizzou fans. You can talk to athletes, insiders, all in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app. It's free on your iOS app store. Create a profile, link to Twitter, and join a group. Follow us at Mazodcast, and you'll be notified when our room goes live. And we'll go live Mondays at 8 p.m. Come and join the hot garbage. Hot garbage. We are back, and as promised, it's time once again for the Mazodcast Mailbag. Here's the mail, it never fails, it makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Hey, this is Mike, long-time listener. You can be a good guy and be a bad coach. That's, that's a fact. <laughs> I was. 
Another thing, hire Sean Miller. I'm so tired of a Mizzou doing the right thing and find the right guy. Hire someone like that Kim Jones Bill Self and hire someone who will win. And that's Sean Miller. I don't care. Sell your soul. Let's go. M-I-Z. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we don't want a fucking Boy Scout. We want a basketball coach. I can sympathize with this. But I don't think Mizzou's ever going to do this. You know what I mean? I don't think Mizzou's ever going to hire a Sean Miller or a Patino. But, God, I wish they would. I, I want wins. I don't really care about anything else. It's been too long. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll deal with a little controversy to get some wins. I mean, super nice guy, Kim Anderson, and super nice guy, Conzo Martin, have got us to the absolute rock bottom of college basketball. How much of this do you need to suffer for? You'll, you'll take a little dirt under the fingernails. Well, the thing that gets me about the nice guy stuff is that we're getting NCAA violations for shit that we didn't do already with the fucking tutor and all that stuff that we, we got yeah. major sanctions for stuff that had nothing to do with a program being dirty. So if we're going to get dinged by the stupid NCAA anyway, then we might as well earn it. <laughs> That's right. Nobody wants to get a DWI after six beers, like pound a case of beer, be barely able to hang, or, you know, stand up broadside a fucking tree and get your DWI. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to get one, make it worth your effort. Just to be clear, that was not my message. Okay. Hey guys, this episode of Mazodcast brought to you by drunk driving. <laughs> it's cool. It's not cool. It's not. Oh, it's not cool. Brendan yeah. says it's not cool. Yeah, shouldn't do it. JT Daniels is down to West Virginia, Oregon State, and Mizzou apparently. But he's going to be at Georgia until he graduates in the fall. Do you want him or leave him? So this is kind of what we were leading into. Spoiler alert. JT Daniels is a good quarterback. We, Of course, you've got to consider him. But uh, we're going to get into that a little bit later. Surprised to get football calls, honestly, the day after Conzo gets scanned. I figured it would be all basketball all the time. I know you're taking calls on Mizzou basketball, but fuck that shit. Mizzou <laughs> football. These reports about Mizzou being interested in JT Daniels, to me, scream that drinking company a little bit nervous about Sam Horn making it to campus, i.e. they think he might get drafted in the baseball draft and go play baseball instead of actually come to Missouri. That's how I'm looking into the JT Daniels thing, and it kind of makes me super nervous because if you were confident Horn's going to come and he's not going to play this year, but he could probably start as a sophomore, you'd be fine with a bridge year of Macon or Cook because they're, they're going to be fine. They're just they're going to be fine for one year, and then in year four you, you go after it with a, a stellar Sam Horn. So I'm nervous. And uh, regarding basketball, who the fuck cares? <laughs> a lot of people. I mean, Colin, we've talked about this. Sam Horn is not going to be playing Major League Baseball this year. That is just not happening. He's not on any of these draft boards in the top 100. Major League Baseball is in disarray. They're just now figuring out if they're going to even have a season now. I don't think the coaching staff is at all worried about Sam Horn being on campus. I think they're worried about having a quarterback on day one in a season where they're predicted to win yeah. only four games. I think most of this fear is just born of being a Mizzou fan. I think this is more a sign that Drinkowitz, Drinkowitz is a recruiter first, and he's going to have multiple players at multiple positions battling for, for top dog. And I, I, you know, I don't think these, these thoughts jump into an Alabama fan's head. They're used to their coach constantly recruiting positions that they already have somebody who's really good at. I just I think this is just indicative of what the program that Drinkowitz wants to build. I don't know if Drinkowitz will be able to do it, but I don't think anybody should be worried that Sam Horn's going to play baseball or that Macon or Cook are failures because Drinkowitz is actively pursuing the most important position on the field at all times. 
I think Macon and Cook are probably not good enough. I think they may be fine. Fine is fine, Brennan. It's fine. They can be fine. But I think he's trying to build the roster. Every player on Mizzou's roster should be should know that Drinkowitz is constantly going to be trying to replace them, regardless of how good they are, because he's always going to be trying to find a better recruit. He's sort of like, like the NFL. He's trying to turn this roster into something special. Mizzou fans are used to having one pretty good player as a starter, and whoever's behind them, good luck. I don't think that's what the, for the program Drinkwitz wants to run. I think he's really, really, really hitting the recruiting trail. So I don't think I, I think your fears may be misplaced. Yeah, well, I also think in this day and age, the best case scenario, you're supposed to have a, co- a player for four years. But in reality, if a player is any good, you're likely only going to have him for one or two years. So you always have to be fueling the furnace, throwing coal in that son of a bitch because you never know when you're going to need the next guy up. And so more than ever, you just you can't pass best. up on an opportunity for a quarterback. Yeah, especially with the portal open. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, just you've got to be constantly – pedaling that bike. I think there's going to be a big turnover in both basketball and football recruiting and coaching, I should say, because there's going to be an old guard kind of like Conzo Martin is with the NILs and stuff. It's like, listen, if you're not ready to get on the fucking recruiting bike and pedal your ass off year around, if you're not ready to get on the NIL train and get these fucking kids some money year around, then be prepared for the portal to eat you alive. And some guys are just not going to be willing to do it. And I think we should consider ourselves lucky that Drinkwitz is one of the guys that's willing to do it. Now, that doesn't guarantee he'll have success, but at least he's willing to try. I think there's going to be a lot of coaches like Conzo Martin who just be like, you know what? I just, you know, I'm going to leave that to them. You know, leave that to somebody else. I'm like, buddy, I, I don't know how to, in many ways I can say this. You're the fucking head coach. You're the most responsible person for the program, despite what certain blogs might say. So I, I think there's going to be a, a sea change with coaching at the college division one level. And I think it's already started. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it doesn't matter that coaches didn't deal with NIL back in your day. They do now. And you, you're going to have yeah. to. It's a train that's on the tracks. You can, you can get on board or you can get fucking run over by it. What's going on, guys? I'm in the bar right now, but I thought it should be about calling in and giving my thoughts. Guys, thank God this awful season, awful tenure is over with. We got told so many times, oh, you're a clown, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're an uh, analyst of college basketball. Well, you know what? It's over. Conzo is on. The highest stakeholders at the university thought this was a horrible idea, and it was. So thank God it's over, and everyone that came and called us clowns and, you know, you know in that basketball, you know, you can apologize to me. You can tweet at the Mazaka's Twitter account. We'll gladly take your apologies, but, you know, apologize to Colin, to everybody that you talked mad stuff about on how bad how bad he's out in basketball. Because clearly we do, because the university thought so as well. Hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. Let's find a good coach and pay it up and get a good coach and let's get back to the old good old days. M-I-Z. <laughs> Today, Brandon, that, the, the, the takeaway from that is the uh, Colin is right and the brain test trust at Rock M was wrong. <laughs> is that your takeaway? That's what I took away from that call. You're always up for accepting apologies. The DMs are open. And another thing, like, I know this whole thing is over now, but even though Conzo's gone, I am still not going to read any bullshit from Sam Snelling. He has truly proved that he is incompetent and doesn't know a thing about basketball. Ben Fredersen, maybe halfway, but Sam Snelling, what a douche. Douche for the week. 
<laughs> that guy was sending a message from his bathtub. I'm almost sure of it. Well, and I say like that call gives you. Uh, I, I should say to all the fans and to anyone else who's listening, like, hey, we're about to get a new coach, and we should root for that coach and we should hope for his success. But do not plant a flag in the ground that this is going to be the coach and he's the best coach ever. And that can never change because we don't want to go through this again. And we will, we absolutely will. But like, cause that's what, that's what basically has destroyed Rock M's credibility is they've planted their flag in the ground for Conzo Martin and then built an apparatus for propping him up for the last five years because they're just so incredibly unwilling to admit when they were wrong. And so don't be that way. I mean, like, don't do that. He's going to be our coach and we're going to root for him. But it's okay to look at things objectively. Don't drink Kool-Aid. Well, Colin, it reminds me of an old Simpsons episode. I don't know if you remember, but the, the stupid townspeople were digging for treasure and they find themselves like dug themselves into a hole and they don't know what to do. And, and Homer yells out, I know, we'll dig our way out. And <laughs> No, no, dig up, stupid. Uh, how are we going to get out of here? We'll dig our way out. <laughs> No, now dig up, stupid. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I mean, it's, it's natural. I mean, this is the hardest three things for people to ever say are, I was wrong, I need help, and Worcestershire sauce. That's the three toughest things to say. Conzo Martin, for as much damage as he did to the basketball team, he may have done more, no more damage to any institution than Rocky Nation. <laughs> You know, like, they're just like, hey, here's my credibility. I'm going to sacrifice it at the altar of Conzo Martin's coaching ability. Well, and it, it's just it's it's fine to have an opinion about how that you think he's going to be successful, and I wish he would have been successful. But it's also fine, it's fine to have an opinion. Is if but when you're screaming that the sky is not blue, at some point that starts to erode people's confidence in your assessments. Sure. Well, and it's just a matter of like, you know, it's okay to change your opinion as new information becomes available. That's my point. Like, you know, at some point around year four, they should have been going, you know, maybe he's not the best coach in the world and maybe it's not the fans' fault. That's Quanza Martin fired. Finally. 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 Oh my God. I I'm sorry. I, I was so tired about hearing how great of a man Quanza Martin was. If every time someone talks about you and they lead off with, He's a great man. It means you're probably not doing your job as a basketball coach. Oh my God. I'm, I'm so happy. We're fine. This is our chance to get out of mediocrity. And, and I'm so glad. I'm so thankful that DRF and Moon Choi were able to recognize that. And they wasted no time moving on as soon as the season ended. Now, in all seriousness, I am happy they made this move, obviously, because I think that there were a lot of parallels you could draw between Barry Odom and Kwanzaa Martin, but for some reason, a lot of people who were in agreement on the Barry Odom firing just held on to this blind hope, this blind faith in Kwanzaa for some reason, when it clearly wasn't working. There were signs last year it wasn't working. And people said, oh, no, he, he's fine. He's the man for the job. And then at the same time, there were a lot of us that were going, guys, are you looking at the roster? Are you looking at this team? They're probably going to be Ken Anderson bad next year. And a lot of people were shocked when they actually were. And it, just, it, it was year five. There was no signs of progress. There were no signs that it was going to get better. It was this hand-picked roster. And he failed. I, I'm so glad they've moved on. And, uh, 
And it's it's a breath of fresh air. It's a sigh of relief that Kwanzaa Martin is no longer the head coach of my beloved Mizzou basketball program. That's all I got. Hey, guys, I'm a couple PBRs in right now, and I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. <laughs> but, you know, I don't think it's any coincidence in the timing of all this and uh, Kwanzaa's reluctance to hammer, well, his reported reluctance to hit on NIL deals and whatnot. You know, he's had a couple of statements in the past where he's like, you know, I'm good old-fashioned, you know, there's no, nothing replaces hard work and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, we're, I mean, basketball is not in the, college sports is not in the 1960s anymore. The players have lives and rights and whatnot, so. I don't know. It's just another little tidbit to the story. Go fuck yourselves. Love you, super fan Phil, and fuck you. Love you, bye. Well, you know, Conzo says, oh, you know, nothing beats hard work. I was like, I feel like you're avoiding hard work. I feel like you're kind of copping out when you refuse to participate in the NIL chase. Part of the job now, like it or not. It's a difference maker, really. Keeping guys. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you can't. It just is. It just is. It is what it is now. There is, it is part of basketball. It's as much part of basketball or football or any other part of college sports now as any other aspect of your job. It yeah. is. Quit treating it like something you can choose to do or not do. You cannot choose to talk to boosters or not talk to boosters or have basketball practice or not have basketball practice. These are things that come with the job and you are expected to do every day. And NILs are now part of that. It's not something where you can decide that part I'm just going to not do because it didn't exist in a while, and I'm old-fashioned. If I was that guy's boss, I'd be like, eat shit, bud, you're done. And that's what basically Rene, Rennie, Francis, Swinsfall, Benoit Ball said, I think. Am I saying that right, Brennan? You'll never get her name right. I just don't think you'll ever get it. <laughs> I know you're always rooting for hiring an athletic director named Smith. <laughs> I know, yep, yep. Just not Daniel or Daniels. That one will get me, too. Sure. You know, I, it, it stinks, and... You understand there's a human part of the job. Tom's just a family man. He's a father. It stinks, but unfortunately, it's the business where wins and losses are paramount. And he wasn't getting the job done. And from a business standpoint, I think the empty arenas every night tell the whole story. Now, in terms of replacing Tonto, I wish him the best of luck. Seeing these reports coming out that, uh, Georgia is having discussions with Scott Drew from Baylor. Apparently, Mr. Drew isn't too pleased with the future state of the Big 12, and he wants out. And let me tell you, if Georgia, out of all programs, can play ball with Scott Drew, I think we can too. So if I'm Dr. E. Francois, I get on the phone and I offer him a blank check. That's just me. And, you know, this is is her first big decision as athletic director. Hopefully she gets it right. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the rumors around Scott Drew. And I mean, you know, just talking about a guy who uh, resurrected a program from nothing. Certainly did that yeah. at Baylor. I don't know, though. He's got a little dirt on his nail. He's had some NCAA trouble and he's sort of disliked by his fellow coaches. He's because he's quote unquote dirty. I mean, like, will Mizzou touch him? I don't know. You know what I mean? But I'm certainly willing to uh, roll the dice on somebody like him. I mean, if you're going to go for a retread, go for a retread that resurrected a, a program after a bunch of murder. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like everybody acted like Mizzou was unsalvageable because we had a bad coach for three years. But Baylor seemed to res- resuscitate themselves after murdering each other, yeah. which seems worse to me. Yeah. Seems yeah. worse. Weird. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, there we have it, Colin. At least the Mazadcast fans seem to be uh, universal in their opinion. I mean, I, I would be curious to hear people who, if they have, still have some defense of Konzo, what it would be. But at this point, it does seem to just be chalked up squarely to... Mm, he like a nice guy. <laughs> There's even an ESPN article that the whole point of the article was uh, the basketball community upset with Konzo's firing strictly because... Mm, he like a nice guy. Yeah, I know. What is... I love... I need to meet Konzo Martin. Like, I don't want to... I mean, how charming and gregarious must this man be? I just feel like at this point, for some folks, he can do no wrong. Yeah. Because... Yeah, he's like a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he must be, you know what I mean? Because it's uh, it's universal. It's always been beside the point, you know. It's just not part of the equation. Well, you know, in, in my job, I don't. Nobody at my job has multi-million dollar contracts. You know what I mean? But I also know that my boss would not give a rat's ass how nice you were if you weren't delivering this sentiment that uh, he's a nice guy. Is enough mm, to keep a like a nice guy. That's the one. I, it's baffling. Yeah. Yo, know, Ben Fredrickson, like I said, called him his friend. I'm like, aren't you the press? Are you supposed to be friends with the head coach you're covering? Do you feel like that may have colored your judgment when you said you, you should give him another year after this disastrous run as coach? I mean, take off the fucking rose-colored glasses. Well, it's time to move on to football, Colin. As promised, there has been talk about the quarterback situation, even in our voicemails. There was a quarterback from Arizona State who was uh, courting several schools, Jaden Daniels. Mizzou was in the mix. I think there was a rogue Twitter account who claimed that he had, he was going to sign with Mizzou, and he immediately said that wasn't the case. And then a couple of days later, he went to LSU. Doesn't bother me so much because I look at that guy's resume and it wasn't that impressive. It reminds me of Kelly Bryant all over again. But there's a more interesting situation, I think, developing now with JT Daniels in Georgia. And obviously, I think he's talked to Oregon State yesterday and West Virginia and Mizzou is apparently in the mix. And as we discussed during the voicemail segment, that doesn't mean anything towards Macon or Cook or Horn, although I do think that uh, – Drinkwitz has made it clear that he's looking for other answers. He doesn't necessarily trust Cook or Macon, but as you mentioned, Colin, you got to always be looking for court. And when there's a court, yeah. an SEC caliber quarterback available, you got to talk to him. Yeah, Drinkwitz is going to talk to everybody all the time. He's going to be peddling. He's going to be working the uh, recruit train. Drinkwitz is on call. If if he finds out somebody's available, Drinkwitz is going to be on it. Who knows if that will translate into wins? But I don't have any doubts about Drinkwitz's sort of bird dogging of recruits no he is he is an absolute bulldog it's 24 7 365 for him and it doesn't matter if he's in the middle of a midnight steamy dump if he gets a text message that there's a quarterback available he is pinching it off and getting on yeah. that trail yep he's he's a one white man no time for just two white stuff yeah, that's, that's right that is why he has cottonelle wet wipes because you gotta get it done fast and you gotta get it done clean and it's time to get on the recruiting trail that's right hey guys this was Oddcast brought to you by Cottonelle. The recruiter's friend. A shower for your butthole. <laughs> That's right. You want to clean one wipe and be able to land those four-star quarterbacks? Get you some Cottonelle wet wipes. I don't know. I, I look at what's happening with our quarterback situation. It is obviously up in the air. We do have some options. That clearly, they're not the greatest options, but I think Drinkowitz is looking ahead, and he's seeing the forecast that Missouri's only supposed to win like four games this year, and he knows that that will not be good enough. He's going to start catching a lot of grief if he recedes back to a four-win season, and he doesn't want to do that. And He knows if he's going to be able to exceed those expectations, he's not going to 
have the luxury to lose games early that he should be winning. And so he's got to have some experience and something reliable on day one. And Sam Horn is going to be a good quarterback. I have no doubts, but I don't know that he's going to be ready from high school to the SEC day one. And I think Drink feels the same way. And he clearly doesn't have a ton of confidence in Cook and Macon. And so if he can land somebody, that's going to help right now. And that's what we're looking at is the right now help. And in the transfer pool world, you're always looking to fix things right now. Ultimately, he just wants to make sure he doesn't have to start Cooker Macon. And I don't think that's as big a insult to Cooker Macon's play as people might think. I think they're fine. They're fine. I just think Drinkwitz is looking for better than fine. Yeah. And I don't think I think Sam Horn's gonna be a little green and he's looking for something that's gonna be better than fine right away. And uh, that's that's a good thing ultimately for Mizzou fans. Well, and with Drinkwitz at the helm, one thing about Drinkwitz's cottonel wet wipe philosophy is that Oftentimes, I feel like when there's a guy in the mix, we're going to get him. You know what I mean? Because I think, you know, West Virginia's coach, he's probably a three-wipe man. But Drinkwitz is already two wipes ahead, you know, and he's going to land yeah, the guy. That's right. We've already established he's a Cottonell one-wipe guy. Mm-hmm. And look, Oregon State, I'm sure there'll be a, a fine program on the men. But if your coach needs four wipes front and back, you're, it's too late, pal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Drinkwitz got you beat. It's chess, <laughs> not checkers, guys. The... Um, <laughs> The great thing about this podcast, Brennan, is that's the kind of analysis you're only going to get here. That's right. Well, a lot of people don't even know how many wipes a coach has to have to recruit successfully. That's right. All right. On that very upbeat and clean bottom note, (laughs) M-I-Z. Z-O-U. I'm too drunk to taste this chicken.